Welcome to the Bible in the News. This is Jonathan Bowen joining you. 150 years ago, John Thomas, author of Elpis Israel, Anatolia, Eureka, and other works on prophecy, wrote a bold letter to the Emperor Nicholas, autocrat and czar of Russia, and published it as a witness for the proof of Bible prophecy. Well, with Vladimir Putin's return to the role of president for the next six to 12 years, the role of autocrat has been filled once again. In his victory speech, Putin stated, I promised you we would win. We have won. Glory to Russia. We have won in an open and honest battle. We prove that no one can force anything on us. Denouncing attempts to destroy Russia's statehood and usurp power, he declared, The Russian people have shown today that such scenarios will not succeed in our land. They shall not pass. While Canada's National Post reported of the common Russian, they fear he will win another term in six years and rule into 2024, almost as long as Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin. The paper reported one Russian as saying, Emperor Putin has decided everything. The words of John Thomas's letter are fitting for the new autocrat, and so we restate them here, this time addressing them to Mr. Putin. Emperor, sire, it has been truly said that knowledge is power. It imparts to him, who is fortunate enough to possess it, firmness of purpose in all he undertakes. No enterprise needs more of this quality for its success than that in which your majesty is involved. A necessity is laid upon you by providence, which you cannot evade. God, however, works by means, and these, in your case, sire, require that you should not fear your enemies, though all Europe be leagued against you. Being interested in the consummation or completion, I wish to see you firm and fearless, politically a head of gold, breast and arms of silver, body of thighs of brass and legs of iron before the world, to assist in intensifying your courage against the hosts of your adversaries, I have taken the liberty of contributing to your majesty's library a copy of Anatolia, which accompanies this. May it reach you, if it interfere not with the divine purpose, uh, with acceptance, and, sire, so far enlighten your majesty's mind, as that you may perceive what the mission is to which you are called, and to execute it to the subjection of all the crazy and iniquitous governments of continental Europe to your imperial will, that your majesty may reign and prosper till you have commingled the iron nations of the old Roman territory with the clay of your own hereditary dominions, is the unfeigned and earnest hope of your majesty's well-wisher, John Thomas, the author. Well, John Thomas went on to explain why he should write such a letter to the autocrat of Russia, and such an explanation may be of use in the current context. He wrote, It may by some be thought strange that I should wish success to Russia, the most barbarous of the powers that be. I will not stay here to discuss the relative barbarism of the Gentile horns. They are all of them sin powers, and as such entitled to no sympathy from the servants of Christ. The ground upon which I wish success, yea, speedy success to Russia, is the full assurance that Christ will not appear to them that look for him until Russia leads the nations of the barbarian world against Jerusalem to battle. Before Russia can do this, she must become a mishmar, or imperial protector, to the iron and brass powers. The success of Russia in establishing this protectorate is devoutly to be desired as an event eminently proximate to the end. We rejoice in Russia's success, as we are gratified with the amputation of a friend's limb for the saving of his life. 
The world is to be blessed in Abraham and his seed, the Christ. This will be life from the dead, but the world cannot attain to this life until the vine of the earth, with its ripe grapes, is amputated from the body politic of nations and cast into the winepress of the wrath of Almighty God. The binding of Europe by Russia to its imperial rule is the preparation for this event. Success then to Russia, for the sooner her work is accomplished, the sooner she will fall, and the nations will be delivered from the wretched governments which blaspheme God and destroy the people. Still, Russia will eventually triumph, and with her allies overthrow the French Empire and establish a Russian protectorate over the Catholic world. Surely it requires no great sagacity to perceive that Russia must be triumphant and Europe chained. This is destiny. Who can avert it? The powers that attempt it will be found fighting against God. The consequences are inevitable, disaster and defeat. While the world may mourn the apparent lack of democracy in the return of Putin to power in Russia, Bible students rejoice that the right character is being formed, that of an autocrat. After all, Ezekiel describes him as the prince of Rosh. The Hebrew word is Nasi, Strong's number 5387, the vapor which is lifted up, the governor, the prince or the captain. It is somewhat ironic that Putin's youth movement is called Nashi. Well, this rising vapor stands in opposition to another vapor that will rise out of the dust of the earth, the dew of the saints, described in Isaiah 26, verses 19 to 20, who will be raised to the political heavens as a great cloud of witnesses, Hebrews 12, verse 1, which will replace all human governments that lift themselves up and form a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness, 2 Peter 3, and verse 13. The return of a form of imperial leadership to Russia is in keeping with the purpose of God. John Thomas make reference to the word Mishmar, which comes from Ezekiel 38, verse 7. Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Russia's role as prince and guard of the nations of Europe and its allies in the Middle East, who will march in his steps, is a foregone conclusion. So as John Thomas, 158 years ago, wished success to Tsar Nicholas, we wish success to Vladimir Putin to bring about his designs. He stated, We showed that no one can impose their will on us, not anyone, and not in any form. Well, to that we cannot agree. His designs are not his own, but the course which the finger of God has indicated, and which cannot be evaded, and which will bring Russia, the king of the north, into conflict with Almighty God upon the mountains of Israel, where he shall come to his end, and none shall help him. The consummation, or coming to the end, of the prince of Russia will see the prince of Israel, the son of righteousness, arising, with healing in his wings, Malachi 4, verse 2, when ye shall tread down the wicked under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. It is at this point in time that God states, I will set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I will give thee the nations for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Psalm 2, verses 6 to 9. So, Mr. Putin, we encourage you. Get on with the job. 
Do what God has put in your heart to fulfill, until the words of God shall be fulfilled, and the day come upon us when the God of heaven shall set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to another people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Daniel 2 verse 44. Join us next week for another edition of The Bible in the News.